wow, Isaac, I haven't talked to you since last decade. I told him I had a really good goof. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the next decade until next year. Don't, I, don't I be it, that guy. I think it's, We're, I think it starts 2021. Man. I don't, a decade's 10 years, right? So yeah. 2010 to 2019 is 10 years. January 1st, 2010. To mm. de- December 31st, 2010. That's one full year. Yeah, but you don't start counting at zero. For years you do. Z- no, you You're don't. You're starting at 10, though. It's not zero. It's 10. <laughs> yeah, but there's a zero in the ones place. Look, time's a construction. They're not like... We're in... We're, if I say the 60s, do you... I mean, do you consider 1960 not to be part of the 60s? Yeah, borderline. It's... I just, it's it's the, turned to a goof here, and you're we're turning this into like yeah. A, but I, I had my whole walk over here to think about you were going to say that and how I was going to respond. To oh, it. so you, you you realized I knew that was you coming. planned this goof. Was, you, I, <laughs> I was I was ready to. I was one step ahead of you, there, oh, man. Come on, I was man. ready to like come in and and catch you. Okay, how that was my one plan I had for this episode. How did goof. I know? Because uh, I'm predictable. Because you're a dad. Yeah, I knew you were gonna do that. Not. Listeners, just for clarification, I don't have an actual child. I'm not like a biological you don't know dad. That for sure. I hope I'm not a biological dad. But I, I knew that was gonna happen. I'm really Come on. I'm dude. both <laughs> very amused and kind of angry. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Happy 2020 in any Happy case. Happy 2020 vision, yo. People keep asking me, what? You know, what are you going to do today? I say, I don't know. I don't have 2020 vision. Clearly, I wear glasses. I've got shitty vision. I've been trying to think of a variation on that joke that still works I, uh, now that it is 2020. I texted my friend like, oh, hey, happy new year. Hope it's a good one. Well, they're not my friend. They're my ex. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> and she responded with, oh, Hope you uh, or like hope it's roaring or something. I'm like, roaring. Am I a lion? Like I was like really yeah, trying to piece it together. Yeah. Like roaring, roaring what? Roaring brook? Ro- roaring twenty? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, I, I'm very dumb. <laughs> so now that it is the roaring twenties, I mean, there's a lot that could come back. I mean, bring back prohibition. Bro- well, that's no, let's, <laughs> let's not bring back prohibition. I'd prefer we prohibit prohibition. Prohib prohibition. I think we. I think. I think we should. You want to go back to like the speakeasy days where like we have to sneak around and and carry moonshine in our shoes. I mean. Well, <laughs> I told you about that one story. That's true. <laughs> okay, so not maybe maybe some of us are better suited than others to that lifestyle. Uh, no, I yeah I don't know. How, it, it's like the same feeling I get when when people are on your birthday and they're like. Oh, do you feel older? It, exactly. It's, like, it's, it's just, just a, by one yeah. day. Like, cool. You know? I feel older every day. Right? It, it, we're increasingly marching towards our death. It's fine. Why do we always... It usually takes us a while to get to this point of the episode. It's... I was listening to a... Three minutes in and we're already... To, to another podcast. More. A, about, uh, about how time seems to go by faster when you're older. I would and agree that, with that. That terrifies me. But there's like scientific facts to like prove it up. Why does it why does it seem to So like they asked a group of twenty year olds to like count out loud or like in your head or however to like to three minutes. So get as close as you can to three don't look at a watch or a clock Just or try, to, try, try to call to get it when it's there. When it's at three minutes. Right. And you can count. You can like right, you can count to eleven one eighty. Yeah. And so they asked, like, 
eight-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and like 65-year-olds. And the 65-year-olds were consistently beyond, they were consistently like in they were like the three-minute, three-minute, 20-second mark, or three-minute, 30-second mark, where the, the younger in age you were, the more likely you were to be either closer to the number or under the number. So we have no way to actually proceed. Well, time's, you know, time's a construct anyway. It's how we measure the passage of, of things. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what, what is a second, really? I saw that there's this, like, financial calendar thing. Did you see that? No, but that sounds really stressful. Especially now that we're in the 20s. <laughs> we know what happened at the end of the last 20s with your finances. Oh, Black Tuesday. Um, the, uh, what was it, a Thursday? I think it was a Tuesday. It wasn't a Friday. <laughs> it was not a Friday. I know that. Recessions sure. never start no. on Fridays. <laughs> it was like, we're out of work. It's great. It's party on the weekend. And that's how the recessions, you know, they, over the weekend, they screw the economy and they're all continuing your um and please. and so like the financial calendar w- wants every week to be seven days and every month to be three weeks i mean that it would be consistent right so it's like consistently right and it's like perfect like you know squared so like you can pay would that out change the, the amount of months though it would change would it give us an extra month you it, it like i don't remember but at the end of the year that means there's like two or three day difference between right. when the financial calendar ends and, the, and when so the dates the don't calendar. match up right at the end and like apparently i forget where i'm getting this from it's it's one of those those youtube those smart youtube guys that's like ah look at this quirky thing that involves math and science and and in a way that i can explain in a video format that you can like you know think about speaking of which have you heard of Raid Shadow Legends? And then yeah, I was making a YouTube joke too. Have you not seen the Raid Shadow Legend jokes? No, but anyways, the listeners will get it. They're laughing right now. I can hear them. <laughs> it was one of those things, and it was like Twitter actually crashed because of it, because like a programming error where they like. So it's a, a real Y two K bug. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> what if? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no! Please. <laughs> no. What if Y two K happened on the twenty? Because computers don't know how to recognize a the two, two rather than the, than the zero and the one. What if it did? <laughs> well, I mean, we're recording this currently <laughs> on on a computer, so yeah, it seems to be all right. I think we would have thought of that ahead of time. Yeah, we've the computer's been around. For, it's been twenty years since since Y two K, which is kind of wild in itself. Um, yeah. Twenty forty is the same amount of years away as two thousand. Hmm. Interesting. It's like how 60 degrees is just as close to 30 degrees as zero degrees is. Isn't that crazy? Like, you feel them so differently. Right. But 30 and zero is the same difference between 30 and 60. 60 and 30, yeah. That is if you're Fahrenheit. I mean, the the degrees are the same distance mathematically in Celsius. No. I mean, a degree... It could be... I'm not saying 30 degrees I'm not, in this no, room, I could be roasting, or it could be 30 degrees Celsius in this room, that's I could not be what freezing I'm... my butt off. No, 30 degrees Celsius would be warmer than 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Right, right, but what I'm saying is that, like, the gaps in Celsius are too big to... I know, but I'm saying the gaps... Convenient. Each gap in Celsius is the same size, and each gap in Fahrenheit is the same size. Like, Celsius is not oh, equal to Fahrenheit, see, see. but the gaps within each are equal to each other. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. You know where they meet? Where, where Celsius and Fahrenheit to. equal each other? Where do they equal each other? Negative 40 degrees. Why? Uh, 
Well, because Celsius is based off of water. Right, and Fahrenheit's based off of mercury. The human body. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Mer- you know, you don't have mercury in your body? I've eaten a few thermometers. For the fiber. Yeah. <laughs> that red dye just looks so oh, delicious. <laughs> it's like Kool-Aid. <laughs> they don't make mercury thermometers anymore. No, because it would be yeah. very dangerous. It's no fun. One of my math teachers back in, like, middle school used to tell the story about how they would, like, play with mercury. Yeah. Like, Explains what? a lot about that math teacher now that I know. Yeah. So I, I kind of forget, like, I forget that you live next to the middle school, and I was walking here, and, like, a flood of children it's horrifying, evacuated it? the building. Because it's the day, it's like right, the end of the school. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing bad happened. But I was like, oh my god! Like suddenly surrounded by like waist height people. Just like it's very. There was a kid walking right before you showed up. He was he had this like walking stick and he was like vaulting off of it down the sidewalk. It was amazing. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. This kid's going places. I know these kids. Whether are it's so, the Olympics or just like home. These kids are so creative, man. I. What yeah. happened to us? Right. We're old and, like, adulty now. And I went to that middle school. Like, I, I, yeah, I recognize Were we that fun and creative? But, yeah, it was just like, whoa. That was a long time ago. I forget that that happens. And, like, I forget that, like, yeah, 2, 240 o'clock is, like, yeah, usually when I would get out of school. Or, like, yeah, it was weird. Now there's no, now we just kind of have our own schedules. We're not Like the millennials that we are, we're our own boss. I don't think we're actually millennials. No. I think we're, we were, we were discussing this, I think, in the last episode, when I, I feel like I remember. Oh, boomers. And we're sort of on the cusp between millennials and Gen Z. Like, Gen Z's below millennial? Yeah, so Gen Z's the current generation. We're what, are the, what are the, the middle school kids that I passed? They'd be Gen Z, I think. We're in the same generation as them? Well, millennials are like, it's like ni- early 90s to like, or maybe it's 80s. We're on the cusp, whatever it is. Sure. Because we're right on the turn of the millennium. The millennium. Falcon. <laughs> huh. Oh my goodness. Oh, can we do this bit? No, we're not doing this bit. Can Depends you, on who it is. Please pick up the Pittsburgh. phone. Pittsburgh. I'm not... It's, I know some people in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. <laughs> why, why do I feel like... <laughs> Isaac, listeners, Isaac just covered the, the microphone with his hand. Well, I didn't want the... As if to shield... I didn't want the caller ID to just like... Blurt, Pittsburgh. Blurt out somebody's... Uh, we're not in Pittsburgh. Well, no, like... Oh, crap, now they can narrow it down. If it was, like, somebody's full name. Right. Call from... Pittsburgh. Peter. Yeah. Peter Pittsburgh. You know. Peter like, Pittsburgh. Picked up five. Shield the microphone's eyes. <laughs> what would be the eye? Are you, this, this bit's not good. The listeners can't see it. <laughs> it looks like a whole eye. It does look like a whole... We've, I think we've, we discussed this. looks like that the thing, thing from, from Java. St- yeah. Star Wars. But yeah. You know when you, like... Like, I saw this meme the other day. <laughs> Another visual format for an audio podcast. We're but really good at this. This meme where it's like, when you turn down the radio in the car so you can mm-hmm, see better, mm-hmm. it looks like an eye in your... Oh, just the Why do you look think we that. do that? Well, because your senses get overwhelmed and you can't... Oh, I guess that makes sense. Like, you can't focus no more than one sense on what's happening in front I'm of you. I'm going to speak and smell this tea at the same time. But you can only do one really well. Yeah, I forgot how to talk. It's like in middle school, and they're like, if your mouth is moving, you're not listening. That was one teacher specifically. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> that one. That one. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
think he's retired. Uh, he's definitely retired. Yeah. He was 50 when we were in middle school. So that was 10 years ago. Yeah, but like... Was it 10 years ago? Teachers... Teachers... Sure. Teachers never retire. <laughs> Mr. Roligo is my example of that. Yeah, he's retired. He's just... <laughs> oh, God. How old would he be now? He was 90 when we were like... No, he wasn't 90. He was in his 80s. He's old, though. He's a substitute teacher. He's definitely not subbing anymore. Mm. I don't know. He was a little out of it by the end. Yeah. What a good guy. He was a good guy. I heard the same story from him six times in one class, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'd always kind of, like, take advantage of that. The students, I mean, yeah. and, like, ask for him to tell us. He story. was a, listeners, he was a World War II? Yes. That he was a radio guy, right? He did the radio stuff? Yeah. Like a radio yep. operator, I think is the term. He was a radio star, I know. Yeah, he was a radio star in, in, <laughs> in uh, TV. In, in Japan, it was really... No, no, it, like, what's the song? Radio star? In video killed the radio star? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> that song. So. No, yeah, no. Um, but he, he, they, whenever he subbed for classes... Basically, the teachers would be like, tell World War II stories. And the he, students would. The, he's well, for history classes, oh, I feel like the yeah. teachers would often... Well, I mean, I kind of understand, because, like, if it's a sub, we're probably not going to do anything. Right, anyways. so you might as well hear some cool stories and gain some knowledge. Right, yeah, like, you know, I, in one hand, yeah, we had our alternative motives to totally skip whatever math worksheet the teacher had, worked, laid, had laid out for us. He would forget he'd tell a story, so you couldn't tell the same story over and over and over again. But also, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We... It's not every day that you get to... Right, and, and like he's a, a cool guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I remember, I think it was eighth grade, he subbed for my, my U.S. history class. And part of part of his, his spiel, he had all the desks spread out, on, so there was a big path down the middle. Uh-huh. And he taught the guys how to how to crawl, like army crawl, <laughs> nice. like on their elbows and stuff. And he had all the girls. He just had the guys crawling, which is a little iffy. The girls, he had them stand in the corner and make machine gun sounds. Aw, that's funny. It was kind of funny. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm okay with when we grew up in middle school. I feel like that's fine. I feel Yeah, I feel like we had sort of the right, it was the right era. And now it's, everything, everyone's on TikTok. And TikTok. TikTok's owned by China. I didn't know that. The whole the whole country of China. Owns. They're spying on us with it. I should probably stop making TikToks. Then. I don't make t- <laughs> I've never made a TikTok in my life. I'm yeah. not actually entirely sure what it is. It's like Vine, right? But it's not exactly Vine. It's like. But you can make longer ones. Yeah. And you can put music to it. Mm-hmm. And there's like TikTok songs, whatever, like they're often used. TikTok stars. Yeah. That. A bunch of people I I go to school with are apparently TikTok famous, but I don't know what the, like TikTok killed the Vine star. <laughs> <laughs> Vine killed itself. Did it? Um, I mean, I actually don't know anything about Vine's business business practices and why it got yeah. shut down. I don't know either. I just know I probably prefer Vine. Because it's made in America. Yeah. <laughs> by by a Silicon Valley. That's right. Good American heroes. I can't imagine working in Silicon Valley. No, that would I heard so a rumor much. that one, somebody in our class that we graduated with uh, is working for Jeff Bezos now. Who? I don't know. I'm not gonna put him on blast. I mean, you don't have to. I, I can. I can. You can say his name, and I'll edit it out. No, that's or okay. their name. I don't. Want, I don't know who it is, but. But like, I and I was thinking that's like, crazy. all right, that's cool, I guess. But like, I don't know. That, yeah, I, I was thinking about this like. One of my friends just got a really nice job. It's a corporate job. I mean, they have like a mm-hmm. cubicle and, and they help uh, 
they help fundraise things. So they have to like look, you know, good and have like right. a, I was like, dude, if I worked in an office tomorrow, I don't have, I have like one pair of slacks and a suit that I took to prom. Yeah. Like I don't have any clothes to be in a business casual atmosphere. All my ties are fun. Business casual is no tie. Yeah, but I'd wear a tie. Dude. <laughs> dude, I got styled. No, that's not what... Anyway. Yeah, I could... Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, I've, I have maybe one pair of slacks. That there's be, no way I could... I, like, I own I could, two polo shirts, you know what I mean? Right, like, I could work in a Silicon Valley... I mean, maybe Silicon Valley is different, because they, you know, want you yeah. to be yourself and... Daddy Bezos. ...dress the way that you want to dress. But, like, I, I guess I'd borrow clothes from my dad. I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've got some nice dress shirts. Sure, sure. But, but that's not, like, a majority of what you wear. But the majority of what you wear is sort of suited to what you want to do. That's true, yeah. Wool shirts and... Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just like, huh. There's no way I could do that. There's no way I could do it clothes-wise, interest-wise. I'd lose oh, my mind yeah. you know, in a business job. Definitely. But that might be what, you know, who knows what the future will hold. Yeah. Maybe I'll be... Maybe I'll work for Amazon the rest of my life. Just kidding. I want to have workers' like, rights. But also that that ter- that's like misleading in a way. Like I could work for Amazon and work in the warehouse and just be like lifting boxes all day. You, you know? have no rights. Yeah, but you get to use those cool exoskeleton things. That makes up for the lack of rights. You're right. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. That'd be cool. No, <laughs> no because it literally crushes your bones. <laughs> Don't gotta go to work. Uh, Sorry, Jeff. I can't come in today. My bones are all broken. Well, he can like, <laughs> I'm, I imagine like Jeff Bezos has a button on his desk, next to his like his head wax that he polishes his mm-hmm. shiny dome with, but <laughs> that's like control exoskeletons that makes ev- all of the exoskeletons work like with the humans. So you can be like t- on your nap, right? Like you're yeah, awake, yeah. You just, your, your body wakes itself up and, and <laughs> or like it's. All right, time to clock out. And Jeff Bezos is like, not today. You keep, you're like <laughs> trying to force your hand. And he's like, he's got and like a little joystick. Like. <laughs> the exoskeleton won't allow you to clock out. It makes you turn around and pick Sh- up and more And shred your, your timesheet. <laughs> That's so bad. I mean, if we're going to put anyone on blast, I feel like Jeff Bezos is a good guy to put on blast. Yeah. He doesn't have a rocket ship, huh? Nah. He, he's not, he hasn't hopped onto the... Nah, just Elon. Just Elon. My boy. Musk. Elon Musk. That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a dumb name. <laughs> Kinda. Like, no offense to, I guess, his family, but... Musk. He's Swedish or something, right? I wonder what he smells like, you know? Probably, name like probably musky. Probably... He probably, probably smells s- like, just like... He doesn't do the work himself, right? What do you mean? There's no way he's building tunnels and <laughs> launching... <Flame> throwers. <laughs> launching his own car into space. Uh, there's a car in space right now. Yeah, there's also like half a dozen yeah, there's a dead bar- Soviet there's a dogs. Lot of, there's a lot. Like... That's actually, I never really thought about that. Yeah, isn't that sad? Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Little, uh, who's the first dog in space? Still up there. I need a second. Can you, can <laughs> yeah, you, make, can not, you do a goof? Isn't that sad? Sputnik, though. <laughs> I'm all on board. S- secret I'm... spy satellite. Dude, I'm... On the Sputnik train. I've always been on the Sputnik train. Yeah. But the I don't know. Oh, God, that's really <laughs> horrible. Sorry. <that> was... <laughs> oh, my God. No, I just never thought about that because obviously we didn't bring them down. That... But I never. 
I think I think there has been dogs that have gone to space and came nowadays. Come back. Yeah, but the early dog they weren't. I think the first few. Of course, I mean they didn't have a way to bring them back. They were just trying to see if anything could survive in space. Yeah. Wow. Right. No, it's okay. I mean, yeah. But huh. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of animals, sure. Uh, there's a movie that came out recently. It's sort of a big, sort of wide release, very talked about, special Lion effects King. heavy. That was a while ago. Uh, and I'm wondering if you've seen any, anything. This is a pretty Star famous Wars. movie. Even bigger than Star Wars. I'm bigger. talking about Cats. <laughs> I have not seen Cats. Have you seen any pictures of the, the CG? Have you seen what the, the cats look like? No. I'm curious. Okay. But I thought, I thought it's a live action. I it, thought that's well, all practical effects now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Aren't they, like, wearing... Because it's adapted from a Broadway it's, yeah. play, right? So I'm gonna... We're not gonna talk about what I think we're gonna talk about when it comes to the cat CGI, right? No. We're not gonna stoop to that. No, I just... I need you to see what they look like. Can't be as bad as Sonic. It's worse it's than Sonic, I think. Teeth. So this is... I think Taylor Swift's character? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up a minute. Taylor Swift is in this? Everyone's in it, dude. Wait. Taylor Swift is in Cat. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I think... Does she, pl- how... Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull... Does she play herself? No, she plays a cat. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I think the only way, I won't turn the sound on, I'm just gonna have did you, you... But Did you see uh, Taylor Swift's new, new Christmas single? No, I didn't. D- did I tell you about how she grew up on a Christmas tree farm? Did she really? Well, she came out about a single. She came... She came she, out with a single? About it, yeah. And it's great. I'll have to give it a listen. I'm gonna have you... I'm just gonna... There's no sound, so you can just look at the visuals. Okay. Uh, we can do, like, a live react. I was just gonna watch the first Cats trailer. Uh, Alright. This trailer sent the internet into, like, a panic. And it sent this me is, into fight This is flight. CGI. No, these are, like, people are, wearing these green are suits. People wearing, I assume, green suits, yeah. What, what studio produced it? Uh, I, Universal, maybe? I actually don't know. I'm gonna Google it while you do that. Listeners, I apologize for the typing sounds. The action probably won't be that bad. So that's a ASMR special right there. Typing sounds. So Cats was Yeah, made. I don't know how I feel about this. It's not like... I don't love it, personally. It makes me feel, like, really uncomfortable. I mean, it's not... It was, it's not my movie to begin with, but... It's not my... No, me either. Which one's Taylor Swift? She's the one that looks like Taylor Swift. They all look like cats. Even. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's, she's in this trailer. She's like, like reclining in a sexy pose. Oh, who made this movie? Why oh, that is it? one fat cat. Uh, who? Why don't? Uh, Idris Elba is in this. Yeah, he plays the villain, uh, um, Macavity. He's gonna be the next Bond. No, oh, there's oh, huh, all right. Is there like a subplot with like catnip being an addictive? I have no substance? idea. Well, do you know the plot of cats? No. Uh, so I don't either. But from what I gather, it's uh, is it like gangs of New York, but cats. Once a year, these cats assemble to decide which cat's gonna go to Kitty Heaven. Kitty Heaven? Yeah. My parents told me that all cats go to heaven. Well. Not according to this one. It's one for years chosen. Uh, working title. Oh, yeah, I was right. It's Universal. Universal. I mean, Universal distributed it. That, 
So it, it What's wasn't... the difference between the distributor and the... Well, it, so Working Title Films sort of funded it and, and oh, made okay, it. okay, okay. They were the production company, and then Universal was the one who got it out into theaters. Oh, yep, that's definitely Taylor Swift as a cat. It's They're horrifying. Now that I see it again. They're horrifying looking. I can't believe you didn't see these folks until now. These cats. Dude, what... I... Yeah, but, like, you still have <laughs> internet up there. <laughs> Wasn't uh, someone like, look at this horrifying... They fixed Sonic also, which is good. That's what I heard. He's much better looking now. <laughs> I saw Cats, so you don't have to, is the next... <laughs> the next... The uh, reviews are really good. Is it? I feel like there's... No, there's... like, it's not being reviewed well, but, the, like, the, the reviews that are written... Here, I'll pull are, up. Are entertaining, is what you mean. They shipped out an update to the film. Like, right after... The film... The special effects were not done uh, upon release. Okay. So an update's been shipped because they forgot to finish the special effects... An update... Like, fixing... To film houses, to... To, to like... Huh. Like, Cats 2.0. Now, Judy Dench's hand is cat, not human. Because she's got a human hand <laughs> in some shots, apparently. Nice. Uh, cats... Is there any Starbucks cups in it? Uh, you know, they probably CG'd them out. That's, that's they beat Game old, of Thrones to it. That's an old... It's that's a good, an old gag. It's a good, so, it's got a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, huh. Let's read some critic reviews, because I just... I need... Uh, I don't... I, I have no context. I've, I'm not... A Broadway person, I don't know. Let's see what we got. Have you seen, you saw the new Star Wars now? Yes. Yeah. My folks went to go see it uh, yesterday when I was recovering from New Year's. So you haven't seen it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was not a fan, mm. personally. Hot take. I don't know if it is a hot take. I think the internet agrees it's with a, it's me. It's a lukewarm take. <laughs> Emphasis on the Luke. <laughs> Ooh, spoiler alert. No, just that Luke's a Star Wars character. That wasn't a spoiler. I don't know. I can spoil the movie. Listeners, it's been out for like... What if he comes back? When he was announced that he was coming back. And the, the official announcement, he was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made like a press release, talked about all the, <laughs> the, the returning actors, Billy D. Williams, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. So. Right. I heard Carrie Fisher kind of say that. I heard Carrie Fisher's in it again. So they had they had like footage from episode seven. They hadn't sure. used deleted scenes and stuff. So they took that and sort of wrote scenes around it. They did a, a deep fake thing, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's better than the de aging? I suppose that was already that that was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was better in that it was Carrie Fisher, delivering the lines and stuff. But it still, it felt very stilted because it was. I'm delivering this line, I'm Carrie Fisher, and then someone else would, would say a comment, and then, you right. know. You knew they had to cut around it. Right, and, yeah. like, there's mild spoilers for just a, two lines of dialogue. Ray says at one point, like, I wish BB-8 could do this training for me. Mm-hmm. She, he'd, he'd be better at it. And Leia says, never underestimate a droid. And they obviously wrote that line for, for Ray because they had this footage of, of Carrie right. Fisher saying. Yeah, they totally but set it, that it, up. It, just, it, was, it didn't feel quite, I mean, it didn't feel huh. organic because it wasn't organic. It was, yeah. it was footage and it was a person with, a, you know, dots on their face that they CG'd Carrie Fisher. You know what I mean? And I suppose they, the, the, like, the heartfelt warmth of seeing that for the first time was, just, like, they, they used that coin on the last yeah. one. And, and that's, still, that's it, fine. It's, I mean, it, I still, I liked Leia's role in this film. My mom and I both sobbed through, like, every single scene she was in, my mom and I were yeah, a mess. The film was also a mess. Uh, I'm not, not going to review Star Wars right now. I, just, <laughs> I had fun watching it in that it was a Star Wars movie and there, there were spaceships go. and lightsabers and stuff. And, you know, that, the inner kid in me is like, haha, blow up. Do you think we've reached peak Star Wars? No, but I think they need to stop telling big stories. I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, The Mandalorian, for example, mm-hmm. just the first season. What about just that ended. kid in the broom? 
The kid in the brooms, he's not he's not gonna be a big character. He wasn't ever meant to be a big character. He was he was Yeah, a, yeah, a, but like simple. let's make a just like a a hour and a half movie about the kid in the broom. Cleaning stables? The kid just, No, he used the force. I to know, grab. but it's like gonna be like, oh let me force hose this poop over here. Yeah, like, but like how did he discover it? Where did he come from? Like Well, I I think the point, and, and this is getting into like actual film <laughs> criticism. <laughs> film theory. Is is it doesn't matter. You know, it's not that he's this big hero, right? It's no, just totally and we don't even need it's it's the whole point the whole point of that film oh, I of the last Jedi yeah. is anyone can be a hero like we don't need to they don't need to have an origin story they don't need totally and i want to see that kid like I, I don't need him to see like go kill the big star killer base spherical you just planet see destroyer him thing using like the, well, why don't you, you know, write like, that film? I'll the, make it. Defeat the we'll high school bully that he, like, but he's got the force so he can, like, save the day, you know? Yeah. It'd be a cute little story for an hour and a half, you know? I don't know if he, I, I'm thinking, like, more of a 20-minute film. 20-minute film. Hour and a half, it feels bloated. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, going back to Mandalorian, before yeah. you got us off track with Broom Boy. <laughs> Broom Boy. That's, that's his official... That's his name? I mean, no. There's a name for him But that's what he's referred to I know, as. there's probably already, like, seven books about Oh, he's got, like, six Wikipedia pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Mandalorian, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty unconnected to, you know, the big well, Skywalker it happens, like, a millennium before everything happens. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. So. Okay. But that... But it's this small story, right? There's no... Luke Skywalker's not rushing in to save Baby Yoda. It's just, it's the, it's like two mm-hmm. characters going from planet to planet, hunting bounties and, and mm-hmm. doing just random stuff. And that's really satisfying to watch in a way that the movies have stopped being. Sure. Because it's, you know, every story is, you know, big cosmic Emperor Palpatine's gonna blow up Naboo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a plot point. I just said words. No, I get it. But it's kind of fun just to, like, have a story set. Because there's so it's, it's such a cool universe well, to think, tell stories in, and it's endless, and you can tell any yeah. stories. So why are we telling the story of the same family for 40 years? And I think that's also the cool thing about it is, like, it sets up perfectly for, uh, I mean, I'm sure this was intentional, but, like, having, like, Lego sets. Yeah, or, oh, yeah. Like, toys I mean, that, that's, and that's what Star Wars is, right? It's, like, it's to sell toys to kids. Well, yeah, but but then making up your own stories with them. I, I rewatched all of the movies recently. Uh-huh. All I could think about was, like, Oh, I have that Lego set. I remember this story I made with the... Right. And that's right. so fun. And in some ways, the more you, like, concrete your mm-hmm. plot down with, like, okay, this generation, we're going to, like, you know, it, it kind of ruins it in a way. I you, like, restrict the, the freedom of your creativity that you create. But then also, like, you want to have some protection in your copyrights. Right. So you have to have, like, some continuity of through line that makes it a coherent and story. And that's, you know... That's Hollywood now, right? It's these big franchises to keep. Yeah. Like Marvel. Dude, Marvel's gotta stop. Yeah. The, right before I saw Star Wars, one of the trailers was the Black Widow trailer. Uh-huh. It just... These movies all look the same. They yeah. all have the same kind of dialogue and the same kind of shot. They're not fun. And I feel like they don't... I, I, I haven't seen maybe any of them, but... <laughs> Some of them are good, like... Up to Endgame, like, there's this big plot, right? It's this ten-year story, and that's really cool to watch, but now it's like, I don't care but, anymore. But... Uh, to me, that universe was never super interesting because it doesn't open up the avenue for creativity. No, it's very... It seems very... These, these are the characters, boom. Whereas Star Wars is... I mean, it's there's a billion planets and... Yeah. There's people like Broom Boy who... <laughs> right. Could get a, a, an hour and a half film, you know what I mean? Like There's no Broom Boys in no, Marvel. No, because it's they all, all, have to all have Iron a, Man and Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Which is cool. Oh, and like, I'm sure you can make up stories with that, but... I don't know. Just the... the 
the expansiveness of the universe seems rather limited. I think it comes down to like the the normal people, right? The normal people in Marvel movies don't matter. They're the collateral. But in yeah. Star Wars, I mean, the normal people also are kind of the collateral in Star Wars. But, <laughs> but each of those people yeah, could so have a story. Of people one of them could be a scavenger. One of them could be, you know, they're each one of those people is a story. Whereas in Marvel, each one of those people, it's they're us, right? It's, it's present day. Yeah. Earth. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Yeah. Some of them are spacey. Or in the past, like. Or in the past, right? With, like Wonder Woman and yeah. I'm just, I'm so tired of, like, big franchise movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, we've probably had this conversation a thousand times. I'd rather see, a, like, a new, fresh take on, on something. Mm-hmm. Give me a whodunit like Knives Out. Give me Imaginary Hitler, you know what I mean? Ooh, I saw Netflix. There's a docuseries about, it's called The Confession Killer. I've, I've seen it recommended. I haven't watched it. It's strange. I've, I've gotten into... Th- I'm sure there's stranger things on Netflix, though. <laughs> Damn. I feel like I feel like something must be happening, or like I I don't know maybe it's just I'm I'm home and I'm bored but like I watch like serial killer documentaries on Netflix because I have like two dozen of them right like the docu series that's that are, what like, Netflix is it's carving its niche very it really is it seems very, like and they're doing a oh, they're, it's, fairly yeah. good job with these absolutely serial killer docu series but uh, this is the one that I was watching and uh, it's it's really interesting I don't know it's like. Yeah, uh, you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm assuming someone gets killed. Uh by someone. Maybe nobody. Well, people do get killed, but the question is, who did it? That is the, the point. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Although, just... one thing I will say at one point, it's very yes, people do die. It's sad. That's unfortunate. Um, but at one point, at one point, there's a, they're doing an interview. <coughs> And, like, the person was like, yeah, I was just su- surprised to find out that I was dead. And, you know, that person confessed to cutting me up into tiny little bits. But, uh, as you can see, I'm, <laughs> I'm all intact. <laughs> I just thought that was, like, a hilarious line of, like, yeah, I was surprised to find out I was dead. And that person absolutely sat there with you'd be like, oh, what can I say? Mm, what would be really funny? Right. I right. know. I got it. I got it. <laughs> like, rehearsed in the mirror, like. Well, well. Yeah, but then, I don't know. That, you can spoil it. I'm not going to watch it. True crime's not really my thing. No? Which eliminates about 80% there's, there's of podcasts a moment, for me. But. There's a time at night when it is. It, be, it becomes like, all right, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like scrolling through Netflix trying to find something to watch with like a handful of popcorn in my right. mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> true crime. No, I think, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I don't know. I... <laughs> There's this show on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us, uh-huh. and that's what I've been sort of getting mm-hmm. into. It's Seems behind the scenes of different films, so I watched the Home Alone one Ooh. and talked about... See it. that, that uh, Mr. Mr. President was getting all uh, peeved about how because they cut they, him from... The they movie. cut him in 2014 <laughs> right? for commercial. Like, yeah. But yeah, he was tweeting out a story. <laughs> like, they're after me. Like, dude, it's like also your cameo meant nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, do you know why he? Apparently, that was anytime they filmed at a Trump property, like they were required. That was like his deal. Like, all right, you can film my, my property, but I got to be in the movie. Really? And a lot of times, like it was, they'd shoot it right, and then they wouldn't put it in the film. It was sort of like, we'll humor him, a- appease the. But Home Alone, you know, Chris Columbus decided, sure, I'll. Uh huh. Well, I mean, he just like gives him directions. Yeah, and it's fine. Right? And it's not like last time I watched that. So my my school did a double feature of Home Alone one and two my freshman year, and mm-hmm. we all went and. Moment Trump was on screen, everyone was like, boo, like screaming. It was so Throwing fun. Throwing toast at it. It was really funny. 
I was just gonna flip him off and <laughs> let it be. Then everyone behind me was like, "You motherfucker!" And I was like, "Sure, I'll, I'll, <laughs> oh. I'll scream something too." Oh boy. <laughs> so that was kind of I'm glad you know for for that moment of euphoria, I'm glad they left it in. But you got to cut stuff for TV broadcasts. <laughs> for the moment of vitriol, yeah, <laughs> I got the experience. Uh, yeah, that's funny though. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I... <laughs> so you talked about this was off the air. But you you sort of alluded to it right before we recorded. You're going to Peru? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it? That's all we got? <laughs> uh, for a school trip, yeah. There's a, a, a... Is this for a class or just for, for shits well, and giggles? No, it's for a class. I, I get credit out of it, hopefully, if I pass. The, uh... <laughs> um, I think it's called Mountain Ecotourism. Mountain. <laughs> Mountain Town Ecotourism and Sustainability or something. So I don't know the, the the basic idea is that there there's similar there's similarities between the mountain resort town econ- there's similarities and differences between the mountain town resort economic systems of places in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and um, especially out west where you have like extractive industries like mining and and you know, forestry and, and all that sort of stuff, like right next to recreational places that yes. also want the same right. land and the same mountain. 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 And then there's local farmers and residents that are kind of like stuck in between that. And there's a, sa- a similar situation playing out in Peru in their mountain towns and ecosystems and food systems. So I was looking both at like how the recreation industry sort of plays out in those areas and also how the food system plays out in those areas. So it's kind of designed for both the outdoor ed students and the and sustainable yeah, food system students. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it's not, it sounds really Peru, cool. You ride a llama or something. And... Yeah, although, <laughs> so uh, we're going over the itinerary, right? Because we get back to campus, we have like a day on campus and we mm-hmm. get on a, you know, 20-hour flight down there or something. Or like... Not a 20-hour flight, but, but like 20 hours yeah, of not, travel not, you know, with like layovers. Short, and yeah. yeah, it's going to suck. But uh, <laughs> but we fly into Lima, and then we go to a small town called Huaraz, which is um, up and over this mountain pass. And it's like one of these small towns that has Oliver, stop it. both uh, an extractive industry of, of mining, but also a big tourism industry as well as local farmers. So it's like a really cool intersection of, of the place. And... Um, and my my professor was talking about how uh, it's a it's an eight hour bus ride from Lima oh, to Juarez, but we're doing it at Long night, time. so it's like a sleeper bus. Yeah, but <laughs> it goes up and over a thirteen thousand foot pass, and then the town of Juarez is at ten thousand feet, and the city of Lima is at sea level. So there's like no no acclimation at right. all. It's so not it's like it's like going right from sea level up into to this. So yeah, ears right popping left and right. Not only that, but like altitude sickness is a real thing. And the the last time that I was at uh, ten thousand feet in New Mexico, I like got really dehydrated and started feeling the effects of altitude sickness. Spending time like well, the longer you spend, you get acclimate acclimate better. But and and we're doing the right thing and going up and over a pass and then dropping back down rather than just going up going straight up and staying at 13,000 would like be a bad idea yeah. but uh he's like chances are somebody's going to throw up <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, <laughs> we all kind of like look around the table and we're like placing bets on who's it going to be 
And it was funny because one person in the class was like, I'll take it. Like, I'll do it. I know it's going to happen. Like, you got me. I mean, as soon as one person does, I mean, the curse is broken, you're fine. Yeah, it's it's all good. And then we all, like, uh, uh, sympathetically throw up with them. (laughs) Right. To make them feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah. About having... Uh, and and there's like not a whole lot you can do about it. It, it depends a lot on body type mm-hmm. and like VO two max and like, you know, just all these like sort of things that are, you can, you know, it's like the whole Lance Armstrong thing. Like you can maybe boost your, your red blood cell count by like, literally doping like he did or, Probably by dope on a school trip though. like exercise and like you know it it or it just takes time. But there's only so much you can do. Yeah. There's yeah generally only so much you can do and you don't you really know how it's going to affect you until you go up that'd be really fun though yeah <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited oh dude god oliver dude <laughs> you do this every day he just so he <laughs> listeners he just he has this ball he plays with and he this just knocked a cat it. by the way yeah good good clarification <laughs> just knocked it under the oven which he's not going to get it <laughs> Last night I came down stuck under there. Like his, just his butt was sticking out from under the oven because the rest of it he just crawled. It's this tiny gap. Oh man! It, but he does this day after day, and he's just gonna have to deal with it right now. <laughs> Suppose it doesn't catch on fire. <sighs> I'll remind I'll, before we cook any dinner tonight. I'll I'll get it out. Oh, that's funny. I was reading this is this is only tangentially related at all, but it's about mountains. I was reading this book called On Trails. It's a study of like trails sure but one of the last chapter talks about the international appalachian trail i don't know if you've international appalachian trail okay so it starts i mean it starts in in georgia with with Springer Mountain. oh yeah yeah and it but it extends it goes into through, canada up, up through newfoundland and canada sure, sure. and then it goes across the ocean through greenland right basically it follows the geological yeah, like, yeah. trail of appalachia totally which i'd never heard of it which even i mean extends further south well, and, too, and so the, the the terminus like the the further you know, I, I was in southern terminus, but that's not mm-hmm. the right word. But the, sort of the terminus is, as of the book, they were planning somewhere in Morocco. I don't know if, if huh. that's been changed. Whoa! But it's like from from Georgia to Morocco is one <laughs> continuous mountain range, technically. Yeah. Well, same with the Pacific Crest Trail. Right. You so I follow it. Done some hiking out there, and we were on the Pacific Crest Trail, part of it. We weren't through hiking it, but you know, in in a recreation area that that was part of it. And my professor was like, "Yeah, the Pacific Crest Trail covers maybe like." 10% of the whole Pacific right. crest. Like, it's a huge... It's, it's amazing. It's a huge mountain range that extends, you know, the Aleutian Islands and into Russia across like the, the, the Bering Strait. The, are all the plates part of, sort of shifted around. There's, yeah. I mean, geologically, it could be anywhere. Or all part right? of what is called the Pacific crest. Right. Down into the Andes, where we're going to be in the, in Peru, mm-hmm. it's part of the Pacific crest. It's a long trail. It can follow <laughs> like, things. Oh, my God, yeah. But it's crazy. Yeah. And some of like on this on the International Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. or trails or trail system, whatever sure. they ended up calling it, like you have to take boats on part of it. You have to right. hitchhike. So there's some debate: is it like, does it really? Count? Are you through? Can you through hike it? Yeah, but at that point, does it really matter? Well, it's not. It's not about the hiking anymore, right? It's about yeah. It's about the you know. I mean, that happens on the, the Pacific Crest Trail and the Continental Divide Trail. The Continental Divide Trail is like a choose-your-own-adventure path. <laughs> Which is pretty fun. There's, like, I mean, there's certainly some designated routes, mm-hmm. but there's several points where it's, like, take a left or take a right. They're both the Continental Divide Either Trail. Way you're gonna... You know, yeah. as long as you're heading your needle north, you know, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, which is really, really kind of cool. There's canoeing. There's the... the uh, Not the Northville Placid Trail. The... Uh... uh, no, uh North Country 
water north country waterway what's it called oh this is gonna really bug me it's it's like a through hiking trail but for canoeing so hiking with a canoe on your backpack no um for for canoeing the waterways and you connect them together it's from minnesota all the way up into to to maine but parts of it will like dip into canada and then like come back down I think that does it on Lake Menfermagog in Vermont, or maybe Lake Champlain into Vermont. But in however case, you have to like dip into Canada right. a little bit on this waterway. And I was reading like, how does that work? The passport or like, what do you got to do? And it was like, some of these places are so remote. Yeah, a it lot doesn't of, matter. Water is really interesting, <laughs> especially up when you get toward Maine because it's. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, the hundred mile wilderness, right? Green Tunnel, all these. Like the stream is just no going to go across the border and, and like just loop back. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Like. Or even, like, canoeing in the, the boundary waters. Like, you get your permit at mm-hmm. at a at a, a put-in point somewhere in the U.S. side of the park. But there's lakes and, and waterways that are on the boundary. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, show them your passport before you head out and, like, you know, figure it out when you're out there and come back. <laughs> it's like, wow. If I ever wanted to, like, <laughs> disappear. Yeah, good place to do it. Imagine if they did have, like, border patrol and you're just that guy who's well, assigned to, like... There, but I mean, it's, it's not a... You know, a yeah, I'm sure there's there's people patrolling, patrolling that border, but... That would suck. Just they're, like, like, on canoe and, like... Actually, that does Hey, suck. how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm just saying four miles, I'll be... <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Unlike, did I tell you about uh, the Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument, which is on the southern border of I don't think Arizona? You did. I don't know. This is on the on my Your southwest. Field semester, semester. Yeah. And this is on, uh, I feel like I've told this, maybe I've just told this story so many times that I think I've told it on this podcast. But where Oregon Pipe Cactus and National Monument, which is managed by the Park Service, uh, is the southern edge of Arizona and Mexico. And it's pretty remote. It, you mm-hmm. know, there's not a whole lot going on around there. And uh, and there's a trail system. It's not a huge park, but there's still some trails and some campgrounds and stuff, like you can imagine. As, yeah. But um, but it's it's pretty heavily patrolled by, by Border Patrol. Which makes sense. Which I mean. is fair, but also by drones. That's horrifying. They have, they have drones that will fly the border and, like, you know, make sure... Nobody's crossing the border. And they have, like, infrared cameras on them and stuff. And, and they were saying, like, don't go off trail. Like, like there's hiking trails there. And, and in other national parks, it's totally acceptable to hike off trail and do overruns. But, but here, not definitely don't do that. Well, not, not, not because you're going to get kidnapped or shot or whatever. But more just because, like, the Border Patrol is going to know when you step off that trail. And they're gonna come looking for you and asking some questions, dude. <laughs> it's in Georgia. Not to, I don't know anyone in Georgia. Yeah, you do. Who do I know in Georgia? Isn't Ted in Georgia? I think Ted's on break right now. No, he just flew back the other day. I was talking to. Oh, I didn't tell you this. So I was walking over. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm gonna finish my story about organ pipe, and then okay, I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there was one night we were hanging out around the campsite. Uh, this group campground, so it's like car camping essentially, and we see this this red light glow about a hundred yards off in the distance, and we're like, "What the heck? <laughs> like, spooky? I don't know. It's probably just like one of those drones or something. I don't know. Like, we're kind of getting like spooked out and like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I fully understand that. And then it like goes away, 
and it comes back and it glows like brighter stays on for a second and then like goes away okay like another 30 30 seconds later it glows back on and then comes back on Okay, we're really starting to get spooked is out. Is it getting closer or is it the same? No, it's the same distance okay, away, so but it's like... it's not like a creepy robot. It's we're still like, what is going on yeah, here? And we've I mean, been hearing these stories about how, like, don't go off trail. These drones are going to be patrolling the area. We see, like, flocks of drones. I don't know if flocks is the I don't, word. I don't know if there is a word. Collective term drones. for drones, but... Again, again, <laughs> A murder drones. of drones. <laughs> that might be the best word for it, actually. <laughs> A congress of drones <laughs> coming, like, just, like, swarming the skies around, like, you could tell where the, mm-hmm. it, to the south of the sky. Like, all right, this is kind of weird. And me and my buddy Joe were like, we're going to, we're going to go take a look at that. We're going to see what that is. And everybody else in the group is like, no. <laughs> yeah, th- I think we're going to take a look. And so we're, like, go walking over there, and everybody's like, oh, my God, these guys die. are going to die. They're going to get killed. Like, they're going to get taken away by the border patrol and they're never going to get seen again. And and we get close and we're like, like we still can't see what it is. Like, but it, again, it glows red, and it turns off. We like finally get up there and like the the red light goes away. And we're like looking around in the spot that we think it is. And then one of us literally trips over a person. And that person is one of our friends from the group. They had gone off to smoke a cigarette. Like, you know, away yeah. from the group, being polite. Oh. And, and the dude was like, what the fuck, man? We're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What are you doing out here? He's like, oh, I'm just smoking a cigarette. And it he, was he, the cigarette. And he lights up his cigarette, and it glows red. And we're like, oh. Holy shit. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was spooky. That was a spooky story. <laughs> I, I like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And we're like, oh, dude, we thought you were like. A border patrol, like, person spying on us or something, or, like, whatever. And he's like, no, man, I just want some space, like, you know, whatever. And then we, like, sit down and chat and, like, talk about it or whatever. And, like, dude was having a rough day and talk about it. And uh, (laughs) and everybody else in the group is, like, doesn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And they see the light stop glowing. And they see us don't come back for, like, ten minutes. When we're just, like, chatting with a right. friend. And they're like, oh, my God. Where did they go? They got him. <laughs> they got him. He's got gone. Him. We'll miss those guys. They're dead. And they start, like, yelling our names. And they're like, Joe, Isaac, you guys okay? What's going on? Wait, but none of you noticed that the other guy was missing? Well, I mean, not everybody was hanging around hanging out around the fire. Maybe he'd gone to bed. Maybe you Okay, know. so it wasn't like you just forgot this it, guy. It could have been whatever. Yeah. It's, it's fine, yeah. but... <laughs> and then like they all come like descending on our position like like shouting our name like we're okay we're just over here and the dude that was smoking the cigarette was like oh, I really didn't want all this attention like <laughs> I just wanted some peace it was pretty funny hey Gus Gus stop thanks bud <laughs> anyways anyways we uh the the program director at camp this past summer he had a drone okay which he used to take photos and stuff not sure if he had a permit there was some iffiness on that but whatever were you in the park yeah mm. so it's it's <laughs> iffy probably not <laughs> but anyway, we, we we played this game where like counselors would hide and campers and their their counselors who weren't hiding would have to sort of sneak around and try to find these these bases sure. without being caught by the counselors who were hiding uh-huh. but they added a new rule because of this drone 
the, the strong would fly over, and if it could identify you, you would lose points. Oh my so, God. like, it would fly over these groups of campers, they'd, like, hide their faces and stuff. How would it identify? Well, because it had a camera on it. Okay, yeah. So the guy, like, he could be like, oh, I, I, I see this is Colden Cabin. Take five points away from him. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize, I wasn't there for when the game was pitched to everyone. Sure. So I didn't know there was a drone that was part of it. So I'm, like, hiding, I've got my hood up, I've, like, got my Yikes, shirt pulled over my face, and I just hear this, like, <laughs> this drone flyover. It was literally the scariest uh, thing because they're terrifying. Because it's like a heavy duty drone. Stuff it like was that. really spooky. <laughs> and then all I look and there's this group of campers and they all like throw their shirts <laughs> over their heads. They're like, hide, hide, hide. I'm like, what's going on? That's what is going on? Yeah, man. I I spooky see all these stuff. like national park backpacking like things, and you're not supposed to use drones in right. wilderness areas. But but all these people are like clearly have drone footage in their their like backpacking trip video it's like guys i i did like <laughs> i'm mean, like yeah t- doing this in the the yosemite wilderness awesome definitely you cannot use a drone and it's like dude i like <laughs> you realize you're putting this on the internet i mean they're no not gonna, gonna yeah what are they gonna do now but like slap on it it's, it's pretty funny i think they can find you probably probably they can probably retroactively find you but I just thought it was I don't funny. know how it works in the Adirondacks, though. Because it's such a... With the private versus public, it's so confusing. Well, yeah, easement land, who knows? Easements are... I work on an easement mm-hmm. land. I think you probably also probably. do, too. But that's kind of tricky. And there's a lot of forestry easement lands that have their own weird rules. So it's like... Eh. But uh, the easement land that I work on has a wilderness, mm-hmm. not capital W wilderness, but like a, a theoretical wilderness area. Well, all wilderness is theoretical, but the <laughs> um, w- wilderness area that uh, is non-motorized access mm-hmm. doesn't like, we don't allow motorboats on our lake, although I've been on a motorboat on our lake. But, I drove a motorboat on my lake. Anyways, um, and, and there's certainly parts of the park that are like that and, and parts of national parks that are yeah. like that that are capital W wilderness. And in those areas, for sure. Absolutely none. Drones are not allowed, yeah. but in national forest land, which can also have wilderness on it, it's mm, if, maybe it's, it's all iffy. But the it's hard to track that sort of thing. So, but there's there's recreation areas that aren't wilderness that I don't know if they have uh, like a stipulation are, for it. You know what I mean? But the other thing is also e-bikes. E-bikes? Yeah, electric bikes. Is that a thing that people use in the wilderness? Well, they use them on like Mount. Yes, that that they, they do use in the wilderness. And there's a question: Is that prohibited or not? So doing this controversial issues in outdoor yeah. ed class, and we talked about that. And, like, the outdoor center that's right down the road has a whole bunch of mountain biking trails. And it's not wilderness. It's, like, purely recreational. Right. Like it, You're you up know. by Tupper Lake, right? This is uh, in Vermont. Oh, in Vermont. But, but yes, where I work Your is camp, by Tupper that, Lake. Yeah. Um, which, which, I'll get there. But the, and I was talking to this dude, like, what do you think about e-bikes? Isn't that controversial? And he's like... Not here, it's not. I don't care. If people are getting out and recreating... That's true. That's, I mean, that's, that's like what we want, right. right? Why do we... Who feels the need to tell somebody else how to recreate? Someone in an office somewhere. Right, which I understand. But I've also been in the experience where I've, I've been like way out there in a remote backcountry site in the Adirondacks that's like in wilderness area and thinking I'm the only person for miles around. It's a pretty cool experience to have. Absolutely. And then I hear a freaking drone like does kind of ruin it doesn't it it's like oh god dang you know that's really yeah. annoying it also brings up privacy issues like a lot of these have cameras on them and you know are you getting those people's consent to get their photograph but like are you like 
Yeah. Super complicated. <laughs> right. Super complicated. You can deal with that one, bud. I think it'd be easier just not to fly a drone. But what's the difference between a drone and a digital camera? Like, why is, why is the line at it flies? <laughs> why is the line not at it takes batteries and it has yeah. a connection to, you know... Uh, I think there's something invasive about something, something, though. Like, so, a camera sort of stays with a person, right? Sure. Whereas a drone, I mean, you can fly that that bad boy anywhere. Yeah. That's a bad boy. It's taking pictures of that <laughs> Bad boy. Bad drone. Bad boy drone. But I've I've done a backpacking trip, <coughs> or not a bad, primitive outing, where, and primitive is a, a loaded word that we don't have to get into now, but... But I don't know what you mean. You know, the, no no, no tech. technology yeah. at all. Not even a watch. No stove? No stove, fire. So you're cooking over, right? So it's like old school, old school. Totally, yeah. It's like a thousand years ago, old school, <laughs> and uh, old preschool, if right? You will. And and it's uh, no, it's school back then, and it, it was like a really amazing experience, but it also changed my view on on wilderness, on what we consider like that threshold of well, like. I mean, the, the very threshold is a construct anyway, right? Sure, but it's important to think about that boundary if we're if we're deciding we're going to cross a boundary, right? And, like, I, yeah, it's tricky. And, like, there's a totally a difference between... We are talking about this in the last episode. Of if I go out there and I'm responsible for the health and safety of children, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... <laughs> a little different. I'm going to bring, you know, an uh, uh, emergency beacon and a cell phone and a but if it's just solar you. charger to get all those things. But if it's me trying to experience a, a new way of thinking and, and uh, f- philosophizing in some way about about how I use my cell phone when mm-hmm. I go back to, to you know, civilization, right. for lack of a better term, then it's really interesting to engage in and think, like, ah, do I, do I want to, do I want to, like, go to a place that has, even if a place doesn't have self-service, do I really want to bring a phone with me? And that bring, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's all loaded and it's all like complicated. Like, one of my friends is looking at doing the long trail, other than you. And he's like, I'm trying as hard as I can to not bring a cell phone. But I also feel like you need to be able to, like, if you need help, you need to be able to get help. I don't know how remote areas along trail are, if they'd be without yeah. service or not. But I would say probably the majority of it you, well, I'm going to guess that over 25% of the trail you won't have cell service. But... We, this is another conversation we had in the controversial issues class of like, yeah, just because you have it, do, do you, are you more, I don't know. Again, it's different if you're responsible for the lives of right. other people's much, children. Because at camp, <laughs> go when, for it. when people go off like to, to do T&T right. trips and trails, so they go like off and live in a different campsite, uh-huh. like a different camp area, sure, sure. they bring phones. If, right, you go, right. if you go off camp at all, you bring a phone. But if I were just, like you said, if I were just going to go out and, and camp at, you know, in and, the woods, I, yeah. I don't know if I'd bring one. And, and I, I don't really like the argument that it's more machismo or more like uh, Bear grill survival right, that's to not all, bring a that's, phone. Yeah, you know, that's, that's stupid. That's not great. But I think in some ways it does put, uh, it does put a crutch in the hands of potentially an inexperienced leader mm-hmm. that could put themselves in a riskier situation because they to begin with because they know they have they a button to press yeah. to get out of it. And that's great because they get out of it and they get home. safe and everything's okay. But 
But when are we replacing decision making with, with a cell phone? Right. Uh, I mean, you're right. I don't know. These are the things I like to think about. But I mean, is it any different than bringing a camera? Like, right. That's what that's what I'm talking about with the 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 same thing with a drone versus a, a camera. And uh, you're you're. Can <laughs> just just get some exercise in? Yeah. Get laps cat in. Is like doing laps around this table. He's in his crazy mode. Uh, yeah, it's all good. It's fine. Don't worry uh, about it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. We're it's, about to hit the one hour mark. We can that's keep... okay. I'm. I'm just. I'm. No. It's speaking of way back when when we were talking about time and and perception of it. Just let you know where we are. Yeah. I really want to go for. <laughs> I know. I want right? to go off in the wilderness. Wilderness. You know, whatever that means. Sure. And we've, we've talked about how it's a construct before mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. one of our earlier episodes. I think where you talked about Definitely. your favorite documentary, Mountain. <laughs> Mountain. Uh, I still, I have, I, I was going to watch Meru for uh, the climbing documentary. But then I yeah. didn't because I thought I'd rather watch that just for my own pleasure viewing rather than sure. have to watch it analytically and take notes and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. You ever had to watch like something and take notes? It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't like reading and having to take notes. I, I don't take notes when I read. Which is, I'm, like, the worst thing it's, ever. I've just, it's never a habit I got yeah. in high school or anything. It's, I'm, so, I'm sorry to disappoint Mrs. Mongill. I'm, I'm very <laughs> bad about it. She's actually one who convinced me that we should hike, or that we should, that I should hike something. Yeah, um, totally, totally. We, it was after Carol Cade. Yeah, yeah. And I've been drinking all day. <laughs> she said, what do you, you want to do when you graduate? Like, oh, I don't know. I want to go in the mountains. And she said, you should do it. I said, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So <laughs> I should go climb K2. I'm climbing Everest, baby. Yeah. No, I'm not. And K2 is with, with the with the money you should have spent on school. Like <laughs> it was uh, I think I made that joke when the Everest movie came out, but it was like some dad was like, I want to climb Everest so that my kids know they can do anything. I was like, well, maybe they could do anything if you didn't spend their life yeah. savings on <laughs> on climbing <laughs> Everest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways. Um it's funny, we, we were just talking about, like, habits and habits we never developed. Uh-huh. I feel, we're, we graduate in a semester, right? Sure. So it, I feel like it's too late to get into the taking <laughs> notes <laughs> while I read or, like, learning how to study. Like, it's, it's not happening for me. Yeah. You know, like, I've got the, the habits I have, Ooh, the flaws I that I know. have. This semester was a close one. I need to, I need to not, yeah. I don't know, I, semester started out so well. It <laughs> started out with the best intentions. Uh, started but, at the bottom, at the top. Now we're we're here. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's a new semester soon. New semester, and then there won't be any more. Did I tell them I'm gonna be an RA? You did. Yeah, that they, makes sense. They call it CA. Yeah, it does too. But yeah, community advisor. <sighs> yeah, it'll be interesting. From what I gather, it's kind of a bullshit job, unless you're an, a CA for freshmen. Like no well, one actually cares. For sure, I think it also, I. Uh, does at your school do they get free room and board? Yeah. Do they get like privileges like that? And also they but get then to, they like, also have to be on call. So if they decide they like to do that, if they don't, then they well, don't. right, you've, you've, I'm sure there's yeah. ways to get around that if you're if you're whatever. Crafty. But the uh, I want to have the least amount of privilege in that position as possible because I, I see a lot of not just at my school, and I'm not trying to call anybody out. But I could. Drag them (laughs) Drag them through the mud. But it's like, I I see a lot of people, like, deciding to be RAs or deciding to do that because, like, they get to choose what room they get. 
And it's like, uh, I think that further creates the divide. I don't know, like, well, like they're I, sitting in their the pretty castle up on the hill, and for the interview for the for the position, they were talking like, oh, like what, uh, you know, what um, what house would you want to be an RA for? I was like, that's that's a great that's a great question, and and I, but I'm gonna take a cop out answer, and I'm gonna say that I want to be the RA for whatever dorm is gonna fit me the best and mm-hmm. have like, you know, I I can the right way the work work the most into and like have a good rapport with and so whatever you think is best and they were like oh yeah that makes sense but what house do you want to be (laughs) yeah but but the idea change the system but well but my point is saying that i don't want to choose a house based on vanity right you want to choose it based on where you can (laughs) actually do your job and make a difference not because like Oh well, this one has nicer bathrooms, so. I mean, that's that's, a, I, <laughs> that's a good reason to choose where to live, though. I don't know what your bathrooms are like. My bathroom's <laughs> disgusting. People don't flush. No, I, I I get it, I get it, but I don't know. It, but but if that is at the sacrifice of me not fitting with that right. group of people or like working there effectively, then I don't, you know, mm-hmm. that. That just ruins the day for everybody. That's true. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I feel like I don't engage. You know, no one goes to floor programs after freshman year. At least, well, at least where I. How many people do you think live on live on your floor? My whole building. There's probably twenty people. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. The the building that I the the house Gryffindor is gonna be like twenty people. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. It, like yeah, it's not like a. a it's not a big college where there's like a yeah. hundred people to a floor and then like but six even like floors. When I, when I lived in, in big dorms, it's still I mean the floor programs are limited to, to like about twenty people. Well, did I talk about uh, Dunbar's number? No. Yes, you have. Yes. Oh right, we we're at the bar talking yeah. about it, but I wasn't Drink on my water. We we're oh, oh we're twenty one. That's true. Um and but there's. Uh, I think it's I think it's a hundred people. It's like a hundred and twenty yes, people. Where you can yeah. That that you can only know a hundred and twenty people intimately, and all social systems attempt to create a smaller a smaller group of people to where it's around a hundred, and then that breaks down even more where you can only like you can only effectively know a hundred people. Mm-hmm. You can only effectively like be friends with twenty people. You can only effectively be uh, like best friends or like. Uh, communicative partners with like five people right so like every social system is trying to break down into those pieces and our college is at the max of dunbar's number we're never going to get bigger than 120 Mm -hmm. people i there's other reasons that factor into that sure like you know but it's interesting to think like ah you know other schools have to break it down further and you know have clubs that are 120 people quads Quads. I know you're not a fan of that, but, but, yeah. So, there you go. It is interesting. You know, that being said, I have never spoken to anyone in my dorm. So, yeah, I've become increasingly less and less social. I've found getting a single was sort of the last sort of <laughs> the last latch in my my anti-socialness. Because now it's you know. <laughs> 
I don't have to talk to anyone. I can stay up as late as I want watching Phineas and Ferb in my bed. Oh, yeah. it's 3 a.m.? Shit, I got class in four hours. Yeah. I don't have class at 7 a.m. I can't no, do that, that, that makes sense, but I don't know. So it's, I mean, it's, you have to make more effort. True. You've had a single for years and years, though. So you've been, mm. You've still have a social life. It's kind of weird. Like, <clears throat> I go back and forth, right? I, I had a double or my first two semesters. And I did a field semester right. where I'm living intimately with people in tents for 80 days. And then I had a single and then back to a field semester. And now you... And then back to a single. So I'll have a single for the last two. But uh, there's, there's a handful of people on campus that I have spent more days in a tent with. Like, my best friend, uh, Copper, that's their trail name, uh, is like, I've spent over 180 days in a tent with this person. That's <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> like, that's knowing somebody pretty intimately. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was the CIT dad is the title. Director? CIT mom and dad of the... I don't know if that's official. I was, Let's not use that. I was a CIT counselor, the male CIT counselor this summer. And it was, sure. it was six, a six-week program. Mm-hmm. And it was just me and, and my co, Katie, for six weeks. And I mean, yeah. you really, when you do something like that, camping or whatever, it becomes this bond that's for sure. sort of... Yeah. It's hard to... Right. It's different than, like, a regular friendship. And yeah. It's probably the same with you and Copper. It's Totally. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's great. I, I, it's like Dunbar's number at its lowest, like, most... <laughs> Right, two people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which uh, it's it's kind of interesting with my job as a guide that uh, it, it gets really lonely sometimes because I'm every week I get transplanted into a new group of people, mm-hmm. a new group of under ten people that is already established and know each other and have connections, and I'm the outsider and I'm also in charge and I'm also like it's hard have the it's, most it's knowledge really hard in the to do area. that to be authoritative when everyone else. Which, I mean, in some ways, it's easier because you're because you know, you're, you're the outsider right. and, and there's no like personal connection. But in some ways, it's it's like uh, like I, I can only connect with these people so much mm-hmm. when they've already connected with e- with each other right. as much. But um, yeah, which is different from going on a trip with ten people that have never known each other before, and that creates a different kind of bond. Creates a completely different dynamic. Right. Um, yeah, so that's something I think about when, when taking out uh, out groups of people, is how, how much do these people know each other mm-hmm. relative to how I know them? I had two groups of CITs over the course of the summer. The first group was 20 people, mm-hmm. which is obscene, and no group should be that big for a program like that. But they all, they've all known each other for like nine years, so they sure. were like, they were running this place, and, and yeah. Katie and I were just sort of corralling them more than anything else. <laughs> but then the second group was five people who didn't know each other at all. Yeah. And... I'm not gonna say it went well, but like it was a different. <laughs> there was this different kind of relationship where it was mm. much more focused, you know, individually. I feel like I, with the group of twenty, I was talking to the group, mm. you know, in general. But right. with these people, I could zero in and say, "Hey, Joe Schmo, w- tell me what worked and what didn't work for you sure. today, and we can really discuss that." Whereas a group of twenty can't do that. Start to actually, create the group that of group five mentality. was. I, I won't, you know, I won't go into super deep because it's a long story, but. The last week of the CIT program, um, I was also running Big Moose Village, which is one of the like, it's one of the boys' villages at camp. But I was all, I was the only leadership counselor on staff uh, at camp because everyone else was either doing something else or or off camp, sure. running another program. We still had CITs, so I had to we call them embers. It's sort of an end of day reflection kind of thing. Mm. So I would do embers with my roses, thorns, and buds. That was sort of the, the easy one to do. <laughs> yeah. But I would do embers with my cabin, my my 
big moose kids, uh-huh. and then I would put them to bed, and I would go pick up my CITs, and we'd go to this fire pit, and we would unpack the day. Sure. And it was this really, and I, you couldn't get, with a group of 20, it wouldn't work, it was me and these five, you know, 16-year-olds, mm. and we'd just talk, and, yeah. and there was some stuff that went down that was not great this summer. Pretty cool. And they wanted to know about it, so I, like, I could have this very adult conversation yeah. with them. Because it was such a small group, and because right. you know we we had this, it was very parental, like not to well because it's under six, yeah. right? That's like another you can only have those types, of, and then once it becomes over six, twenty is like the next level of knowing, and there's like gradients in there, and it's oh, not perfectly yeah, striated like that. But something about like you tell me what happened in your cabin today. Yeah. Oh well, I'm struggling with with this. Well, let's let's take this issue because we have time. Let's take this this these two kids are fighting. Sure. How can we solve this problem? And I could take these problems and solve them individually, and it was yeah really cool. Yeah. Granted, these kids kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it happens. You know? They were weird. We'll say that. We're, we're all. It was learning. a weird group of CITs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Huh. I, I mean, I think we both, given what we do, we both kind of prefer those smaller. Well, it depends. Again, like I, I feel like. Being a good leader knows you know when you have to switch those gears, mm-hmm. right? And there's times at camp when yeah we're setting up camp or we're taking down camp, where I could be put in charge of thirty people to take down this campsite and then yeah. move to the next campsite, and it's like a work crew that's like, all right, speed is of the essence. Mm-hmm. It's also chain of command and yeah. like no free thinking. You're a robot. And, like, just do the thing. That's how it is when we clean and, camp every and, and that's different than, like, okay, I'm going out on a trip with these people. I need to, like... It's an absolutely different relationship, so, yeah. But a good leader knows when to shift mm-hmm. those and when to when to behave differently. And, and uh, you're not trying to manage 30 people doing a, a large, big-scale task than you would have... Yeah. So, right. It's like the, the norming, storming, forming... Just, just like that. I've never heard that, but I like that. You've definitely heard that. I've probably heard that. You heard that at uh, the White Buffalo training. It was... Um, yes, uh, it yes, was, I did. Uh, forming, storming, norming. It's been so long since the White Buffalo training. And then there's kind of a, a hidden fifth one in there. Wait, six? Yeah, there would be a hidden one fifth. In there that's... Uh, hey. <laughs> that's okay. Special guest star, my mom. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna get edited out, but that's okay. Now I'm leaving it in. That's that's uh, reforming or like re, re. Did you do white buffalo? Conf- no, but I go to college for this stuff. Well, I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was yeah. actually thinking about white buffalo last night. Funnily enough. Oh, uh, that's funny. It's a it's a leadership training program yeah. for those that don't. For those from, from the Boy don't. Scouts. But they really they there was no counselor. It was all it was all it was it was, it was all fled, youth. Yeah. But like even the campsites like. The leaders had their own campsite. It was just like eight of us guys per campsite who yeah. were all of the the participants. But just kind of, like, I, I was fourteen when I was. There was a lot of freedom in that. A lot of freedom, and we had to we had to cook meal. I mean, you you know. Yeah, yeah. But it was I, I was. It's crazy that they gave us that much freedom. We we had to like have guests. Like we would serve dinner to the sure, s- sure. staff and. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, I think working at camp also like. I don't know. Like, when I started working at camp when I was 15, it taught me how to, like, do laundry mm-hmm. and, like, make my bed more so yeah, it than, does. than any yeah. any amount of time spending at home. And I know that's, like, not Well, it's a, it's a transformative <laughs> environment because you're sort of, you are the adult, well, so to speak, and so you have to... Well, I mean, it's also, like, taking ownership. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. I feel like that's when I learned. And then I was more prepared for it in college right. than, than I was otherwise. But, uh, yeah. No, it, it's it's great. Did you ever do uh, Keep Change Flip? Yes. Yes, I did. For, uh, for like, a debriefing thing? Yeah. Or, like... Wow, you're, like, unlocking boxes that I didn't realize were in my head. <laughs> one thing... See, I'm dusting them off. The one thing you want to keep doing, one thing you want to change doing, and, and I think it's, like, the order. Like, yeah. flip around, like, what yeah. order you want to do something in. Wow. It's also how you multiply fractions, but... <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's a Maybe that's story. what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's why I was so familiar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything anymore. But, yeah. If you, if you want to, like... It's, like... Roses, Thorns, and Buds gets pretty old after a week, but Keep Change Flip is I like could do Roses, but Thorns my whole life and never get tired of it. You think so? It's such a... I don't have to ask, like, real deep questions for Embers, because a lot of times, it's like, well, if you, could, if you could have one job for the rest of your life, you know, what would you want to do and why? That's a question that takes forever, where I say, kids, we're going to do Rose, but Thorns, and go to bed. Kids like, oh, I liked pushing people into the lake. Like, cool, move on. Yeah, I no. didn't like that we didn't have dessert. Me neither. Move. Yeah, but there's, like, then it always breaks down to the same thing. So I, I do it. Too. I do roses, thorns, buds too when I'm out, and every thorn is almost always about the weather. See, for us, it's, I miss my cell phone. Every rose is almost always about the weather, and, and the every, bud is. I hope we have good weather. But it's <laughs> pretty much always about the weather. No, that's not true. But I find them. I find it doing the same things. It's like well, I wouldn't do it every day. No, I I'll, with the little kids, I like doing it every day because it's something. Totally, totally. And, and with the older kids, I absolutely wouldn't. There's also something about reflecting and some doing the senior project about nature writing and and how to facilitate uh like uh lesson plans and things Mm and i was talking to my one advisor about reflection and i was like okay i'm gonna have these people break off and reflect about what they wrote or or what they they read and then i'm gonna have them and come back and share to the group and then we're just like is a common thing you do that all the time right but they asked like so why are you having them share I was like, I don't know, that just seems like the thing to do. Like, right, but know that there's also value in just reflecting for reflection's sake and not reflecting because you, you're you going to regurgitate it back to the group and have, like, a thing. You can just, like, end on, like, all right, reflect on this, which is kind of risky thing. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm I sure know, nobody's going to do that, but... Sharing <laughs> is... It fills time. But is there... Genuine. I think I, it's hard to measure if there's if it. This is a total a another rabbit hole to jump down. We we gotta wrap up soon. But there's this thing called the Kolb's learning cycle that talks about the the experiential education cycle, mm-hmm. and part of it is reflection, right? You you have an experience, you digest the experience, you reflect right. on it, and then you experience it, and that's like quick, short, dirty version. Each one of those can be, like, elaborated on and, and like, what makes an experience and mm-hmm. what makes reflection. But reflection, are you, like, it's like that one-page paper reflection on, on your class, class every day. Yeah. Like, is that reflection for reflection's sake? Or is it just... And if so, did I actually accomplish right. the reflection that the Cope's Learning Cycle is talking about where I'm going to transform it and internalize it or am i just like regurgitating right and that's that's the risk so another person in the class another student said like no you cannot ask somebody to regurgitate their reflection and it still be genuine honest and and like because they're going to tailor it to well not only tailor it but like 
reflection shouldn't be for a grade. It should be for your own, for own right? Because that's the whole point of reflection, right? Is to, to right. learn something. And by assigning a grade to suddenly it, it's makes it how like, do I get the grade? Exactly, and not always, but sure, but sometimes. Be said. <laughs> I think yeah, but it is. It, it's hard to sort of quantify totally the difference, and, and that's, so it's it's sort of a, a and an absolutely experiential thing rather than it is a people reflect in different ways too. Not everybody reflects in a one-page paper, especially if you have a, a spelling learning learning disability right, that's that not how you write yeah <laughs> or if you know y- you yeah so it's like any way you pick to to, to regurgitate and prove that reflection is going to be pigeonholing somebody into right. a learning style that might not be theirs a reflection style that might but, not be theirs but now we're getting into a bigger debate about education <laughs> in general and we do this every episode now is <laughs> talk about the pros and cons of, of education systems. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I don't think there's a conclusion to be come to. No, definitely not. We'll have to reflect <laughs> on it, I guess. But, um... Yeah. I'm going to end on that bad pun, I think. But, uh, fine. Well, we're at all, uh, an hour... I was a minute 20. An hour 20. I personally don't listen to podcasts much longer than that. No, just, really? Unless there's, like, an overarching story. Like a D&D podcast, I would listen to We could to break one. it up into two parts. Be 45 minutes each. No? That'd be like... Yeah. Where do we cut it? 40 minutes. The problem... And, and listeners... A good cliffhanger. Mid-sentence. I think... The Stay problem tuned with, with our style of podcasting is we it's ten it's it's always different rabbit holes and tangents constantly. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no, like, natural breaking point. Cause it's, right, right. So it's hard to cut it up. I've tried that before. I tried that with the episode we did with Matt. About sure. death. But there's... I could have cut... The, the, hour about embalming we probably could have had this whole episode but that seemed like a really dour episode to to release as our 20th so i did dour what a good vocab word and that's your word of the day but yeah it is hard to because we we just sort of flow so naturally and there's no all right we're done with this bit which is why i don't think bit. we should end it when we end it like 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 since it is so flowing well, why come we up with an artificial because no one's going to listen to a four-hour podcast. <laughs> Some people do. Some people are crazy. There are 12-hour like, ASMR podcasts. I don't know if you know that. We're not doing an ASMR <laughs> podcast. We could start. I got to get some paper and just put it over the mic. A little bit like, there you go, listeners. There's your ASMR. We were talking about I the... I hope you enjoy. Make sure that doesn't yeah. <laughs> spike and ruin people's ears. It but does not appear to have spiked. The levels are I've got the sensitivity kind of lower than the mm. normal, so it doesn't... Sure. Cut. Because when we use the, the built-in mic, it tends to cut. Sure. A little bit when we get excited. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Listeners, what do you think? Let us know by sending in a message to the link in the description. Great. I don't know if it actually works, though. The because I've the... tried sending messages before, and I keep, I keep getting an error message. To the Anchor website? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But listeners, if, if you know me or Isaac in real life, and you want us to talk about something, don't. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say, come and find us. No, I was going to say, like if, if we're <laughs> friends with you, and you're listening <laughs> to our podcast because that. we're friends... And you have something you're dying to hear us, you know, intellectually unpack the way we do everything from cats to education. <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, and I've never asked the listeners this, but I got an email from Spotify about podcasting for Spotify. And one of the things was ask people to share. And, and, and Oh, share. And, and So if you like our podcast, hit that bell. Hit, hit that, that hit bell. That bell notification. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on everything. Hit as us up on Patreon. Once we get that set up, <laughs> uh, the, so if you donate five dollars, we'll personally give you a shout out. What's the other $10. one? Ten dollars. Can you get a paid Twitch? Is that a thing? I think so. Should we start streaming? <laughs> oh, 
Or like I just got the new Mario game. We could stream. That. <laughs> we could put a podcast over the Mario. That'd be stream. fun. All right. All right. <laughs> well, listeners, thanks for listening. We're done. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, happy twenty twenty. Uh, all that. It's, whether or not it's a new decade, that's up for debate. <laughs> Have a great day. Tell your friends about us. Be good. Bye.